All right, team. I love our little pre-show chat. It's my favorite part of the week. But uh, the question I've got for you is, it's NRLW season. We're finally here. But uh, let's let's start to pick our little dream uh, teams here. We've got a World Cup coming up as well, so that's going to be pretty exciting. But the question we've got here uh, in front of me is, who is your uh, dream NRLW spine? So that's fullback, that's 5'8", that's halfback hooker. Who have you got? Mon, uh, kick us off. One, six, seven, nine. If you could pick any players, any players, who would they be? So in my fullback position, I'm going to have to go with Tamika Upton. Um, you know, Novakashian player. Uh, not a Novakashian, sorry, but a Newcastle player now. Um, so we love that. Um, then in the six and the seven, I'll have... Um, uh, who did I say before? Ali Brigginshaw is my seven and Emily Curtin, young gun talent. Um, you know, I think it'll be a nice little um, mix of the young and the old, the, the general and the rookie kind of thing. I like that. Um, and then the hooker, I'm going to go Olivia Higgins. I think Higo's got so much potential. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited to see her I will sign campaign. off on yours there, Mon. I'll sign off on that because half of your spine's from the Newcastle Knights, so that is totally fine. Tash, um, who you got here? Some of the best of the best here. One, six, seven, nine. Yeah, I'm sharing the love. I've got uh, two dragons, a bronco and a rooster. So um, in my number one, I've got uh, Emma Tonegato. Six, I've got Z, that's Zahara Temera. And seven, I've got the Ali Brigginshaw. She's always just been such a fave of mine. And uh, in the nine, I've got Keely Davis. Yeah, I love that. That's a pretty good combo. Look, I'm with you, uh, Tonegato. Obviously, she was uh, the out-and-out star, you know, from the fullback position. Tamika Upton is going to have a little bit to say about that. But I think the thing with Tonegato is... She's going to get better, you know. So obviously, you know, there's going to be a lot of players that are chasing her down after her remarkable season. But Emma is going to get better, and that is a scary prospect uh, for the rest of the competition. Uh, in the halves, I've got Taryn Aiken as well. There, um, she is um, very, very special player. Um, really starting to uh, find her way and create her own identity in the sport. Um, she nearly achieved everything in the game already at such a young age. Very, very impressive. Uh, number seven, I've got Rach Pearson. Rat, she is, um, again, a very, very talented player. Um, you know, continues to do great things. I think one of the things that makes me love the way in which she plays the game is she keeps it very simple. Her ability to control a game with her kicking game, um, you know, obviously uh, is, is a big part of big part of what she does. And then, yeah, another dragon. Wow, way too much dragons love here from Dan as a knight. <laughs> I do love the knights. I am a knight supporter. Um, but I've got to go with Ke- Keely Davis like Tash. Um, it's Keely Davis, not daylight second, but, hey, there's a few of these hookers that are really going to have to take a step up because Keely is playing some unbelievable football. That's in attack. That's her kicking game. That's defensively. That's her chat. Um, you know, her ability to kind of, you know, play at uh, – uh, incredible intensity, Keely Davis, an out-and-out superstar. Uh, Geordie, bit of a fun one here. Who have you got? Yeah, it is. I've tried to spread it out a bit, but I'm a little bit biased. Um, I've got Emma Tonegato at fullback, um, Taryn Aiken and Ray McGregor in the halls for Perry and Quincy Dodd um, at nine just to throw it all together. Yeah, there we go. All right. Well, uh, I think any club would be happy with those spines if they all came together. And, uh, yeah, with some World Cups coming up, uh, some of them uh, might come to place. So we'll see how that goes. All right, team, it's time to kick off this show. Let's get into it. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's
it's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League Show, Season 2, Episode 41. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, those voices you heard, it was Geordie, Tash, and Mon. Uh, No Sienna tonight, but she'll be back next week. And uh, here we are, the NRLW season. It's finally here. Uh, There has been so much footy this year, but we are not complaining. We cannot wait to get in this competition. Um, All right, team, let's dive into our first segment tonight, The Breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, team. Round one of the NRLW has, uh, it's finally here, and uh, we are so excited uh, in the breakdown, we'll be picking out two feature games um, and then we'll be um, spending a little bit of time in rapid fire on the third game as well. So the first game that we'll be feature- featuring is the Parramatta Eels coming up against uh, the reigning champions, the Sydney Roosters. Geordie, let, let's let's dive straight, in, straight into this and talk a little bit about the Parramatta Eels. I want, I want to talk about it a little bit broadly because... You know, some of the things we, we spoke about last season when we were talking about the NRLW is just the general importance of this franchise. Western Sydney getting this right, having a really strong team, one that can compete, one that can be a contender. How are you feeling about the Parramatta Reels? Because obviously they had their first hit out, you know, they had some mixed results in that first campaign. But just generally, how are you feeling about the Eels coming into this one? Because, you know, we need a successful team out there in Western Sydney. Yeah, I think um, we've seen in the, I can't even call it an off-season, but the time away from NRLW this year, there's been probably the biggest clean-out and restructure at Parramatta in their player roster. Um, And what's really exciting is a lot of girls that are currently in form coming out of the state comps have been picked up. So I think all things playing on form and selecting on form, there's a lot of girls in this power lineup that are, going to give it a real red-hot crack this year, so that's exciting to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Tash, what do, what do we do with Gail Broughton? Do we put her in bold, underline, italics, put her up in a big neon sign? You know, in terms of a lot of players, who, you know, a lot of fans, I guess, who really haven't been paying attention to a lot of the football that has been played this year, Gail yeah, look, is Gail some Broughton, sort of footballer. Oh, I went out to a couple of games, especially just to watch her in action because she's ripping, she was ripping through the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. Um, I think she got seven tries in eight games or something ridiculous like that. Um, she will be outstanding and I think highlight her. I think she's going to wear the number one jersey in uh, Bovetti Welsh's um, absence. Um, and so, yeah, she's one player I'm really looking forward to watching. Mon, can we talk a little bit about the Nines? Um, Ruben Cherrington obviously comes in and joins her sister Kennedy, um, big fan and bit of a favourite here on the Mojo Sports Network. But talk to me a little bit about, have you, have you seen a lot of her play? Obviously, she's been someone that's been spoken about as a little bit of an emerging star. But my friend, you know, you, you know this better than anyone. You play the position. This is This is a key part of Parramatta's success this season, getting that number nine jersey. Talk to me a little bit about, about that nine jersey for Parra. Um, yeah, it's absolutely crucial. Um, 
you know, it's a part of the, the spine, the nine jersey. Um, everything comes off the nine. It's all got to be Mickey Mouse from young Ruben. Um, for her to be what 19 years old and represent her state, you know, she has got such a bright future ahead. Um, it's, it's so exciting um, to see where she's going to be in the next five or so years. I've um, played against Ruben. She's a very talented player. Um, she loves a little dart over the line from the hooker. Like every time we played her in the Tasha Gale competition last year, I was like, watch watch the nine, watch the nine, watch the nine. And sure enough, every time she found a way over. Like yeah, she, she, she is just a talent she, and it's it's – They've picked up a very good player. Well, she's, she's going to be a problem in attack for sure. But, you know, she's going to have a lot of defence go her way. That's part of the business. There's going to be a lot of players who are going to be sussing her out at such a young age. But I guess the important thing is it's kind of cool to have a bodyguard play alongside you. And when it's your sister, I think that's kind of cool. So um, Kennedy Cherrington, you know, that is a player who's going to have uh, one hell of a tournament, one hell of a competition. She is ready to go. You know, um, Tash, when... Parramatta, to me, are the X factor of the competition. Let, let's let's be realistic. There, there are some really well put together squads who have been together for quite a long time. There's some combinations that have been built. You know, Parramatta, they're, they're going to be up against it. You know, let, let's be honest. But anytime I get a little bit nervous about the Eels, I look at a particular name, Samama Taufa, and suddenly all my fears move away because here you have a little general, a not so little general, who is just going to go out there and rip and tear. Again, we, we, we promote Tau for as much as we can on the podcast. We have for ever since we started up. But, you know, we've got to give her the credit because she is – you talk about someone who's going to be critical for the Parramatta Reels. That's going to be Samima. Yeah, and Mimes has always been such a great leader on and off the field. She's a tremendous captain. She's co-captaining with uh, Tiana Panatani. Mm. Um, I think that those two will bring so much experience, one to the back line and obviously one in the engine room. But uh, Mimes is just incredible. The way she just, she is the player that will always put her hand up and take those hard carries and she does them just so well. And also, Dan, you mentioned X Factor with the Parramatta players and Dean Witters has gone through and really studied um, them in the state competitions. Um, and as soon as you said X Factor, my mind went straight to um, Lasana, uh, Lasana Lutu. Talk to me about so, her. Yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, I, I first saw her earlier in the year playing Taj Gale. She was just outstanding. And then I thought, oh, wow, is she going to really mix it with the Harvey Norman girl? Sometimes that step up is just too much. And my word, she played in the grand final and she not only mixed it, she just really mixed it up for the defence and she's got that X factor. And that is so good at such a young age to have that. Come on. Difficult, you know, you get the you get the schedule, your Parramatta, and there it is, mate. You've got the reigning champions round one. Um, anyway, you know, it, you, you've got to win football games. Um, I, I guess, you know, Parramatta have got them up first. Talk to me a little bit about the Sydney Roosters, though, because it hasn't exactly been a smooth sailing off-season. They have had quite a few players move on. Talk to me about the Roosters, my friend, because, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna try and do this whole back-to-back thing. Oh look! If the Roosters can do can go back to back with um, some of their big names that have left, it's going to be a, a, a amazing effort. But I still think, you know, regardless that they have had players leave, they have had players 
they've gained players and still got their players, like a lot of their players from last year. Um, you know, we see um, Olivia Koenig. She's had an amazing uh, 2021 season, awesome origin campaign, made her debut. She's still only the young age of 21. She offers a lot to that squad, um, you know, but we've also still got the 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 um, generals and the uh, more experienced players of that squad, such as Z, such as Isabel Kelly, Jessica Sergius. There is still talent wherever you look at the Roosters. Um, and, yeah, just because they've had a couple of their big names move on, it doesn't mean anything because this side is still such a dangerous football team. Yeah, look, I, I have to agree because when you look at, yes, they lost a chunk of players, um, but, you know, when you look at any team, you sort of look at the engine room, but mostly you look at the spine. And, you know, Sammy Bremner, I can't wait to see what she produces. I think she'll be absolutely outstanding in the number one. And to have uh, Zahara Temera in your six and Ray McGregor in your seven, and, you know, you can back that up possibly with a with your number nine as a Destiny Brill. Like, that is one hell of a spine. I, I'm not even mentioning the centres, but, yeah. yeah I, I was, um, you know, I was, I was a little bit worried about the Chooks, to be honest. Not, not you know, they just won the premiership. Um, you know, Strange, he's an incredible coach, you know, and, and he's built it the right way. He's come through, come through the pathway, you know, obviously had all that success at the state competition. Um, but, you know, I did settle a little bit when you see Destiny Brill coming to the club. I mean, Shania Power... Uh, you know that that is some absolute fire. I mean, Tash, you know you're you're our commentating expert. I mean, when the Roosters are playing, you're just keeping your eyes on those two because they're so powerful, they're so dynamic that close to the line, they are just scoring tries most games. I'm, I mean, any, anyway, I'll let you talk a little bit about about Brill and um, and Power, but mate, they, they, they're scoring tries nearly every game. Yeah, Dan, and you can't forget in that mix, I agree wholeheartedly uh, with Destiny Brill and Chennai Power shows she can find a way to the line. She got the um, Dallium try uh, of the series. So, you know, they're just outstanding players, but one player also needs to be put in that mix is um, Olivia Koenig. And I don't yeah. think she hit her straps. She just kept getting better and better. She's only young, so... Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to watching her play as well. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. And, and, and how do you deal with success, you know what I mean? Like, you know, obviously you're, you're so hungry to win. You sh- you're so hungry to, you know, break down the Broncos dynasty. And uh, the Roosters did that. So, you know, how, where, you know, how, do, how do they sort of, uh, you know, uh, start this competition? It's going to be really interesting to see. But, again, you know, some of these fresh faces coming in. Sammy Bremner, you're right, Tash. You know, she, she's going to be uh, one to watch as well. Um, Jordy, I was a little bit critical of their superstar centres in Isabel Kelly and Jess Sergis at the start of the competition. And I felt like that's a little bit of a theme of this competition in that it's a little bit unrealistic to expect these players to be absolutely um, at the peak of their powers as a team at the start of the competition. I mean, but, you know, they, they showed their class. They, show, they showed why they are some of the best players in the world towards the back end of, end of the tournament. But I guess my question to you, Jordy, is, is what's your expectation for those two in those first couple of games? Do you think we're going to see the best out of them against Para? 
Uh, I wholeheartedly agree that they did have quite a slow start, but I think the Roosters' internal competition for those um, back those backs uh, yeah. is it's going to be really tight because you've got the likes of Jada Taylor and those girls that have come out, the young juniors coming through that Roosters system um, that are going to be pushing those older, older girls to be better and hold their spots. So I think um, the internal competition that they've got at the moment amongst the backs is really going to help them hit the ground running to start off this season. Well, I definitely hope it does anyway. <laughs> well, I think um, John Strange is like a great coach and he's certainly not going to want such a slow start from the Roosters. You know, they lost the first couple of games. and When you lose, you don't lose the lesson. And I'm sure John Strange wants them to come out, you know, full pelt right from round one. And even with that slow start, let's not forget, we're talking about those two superstar centres. They both end up with six tries apiece. Oh, it was, yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. But um, it's, it's going to be really interesting to watch the Roosters, and especially that first half against Para, just to see are they going to fall into their old ways or is this a new, fresh Roosters that are sort of continuing on off the back of that premiership. All right, team, no sitting on the fence when it comes to these games. We've got to offer our predictions. Um, here we go. This is this is going to be a difficult competi- competition to tip. Um, I wouldn't be listening to me uh, too closely. Gamble responsibly. Mon, who have you got here? Chooks coming up against the uh, Eels. I'm going to back the reigning premiers. Um, I think it's going to be a very close matchup. It's going to be definitely a very physical battle. But I just see the spine of the um, Roosters being a little bit more um, of that X factor for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go the Chooks by a, a try, six points. Yeah, look, I, my expectation of this game, a little bit clunky from both sides, I think, is kind of my expectation. Um, but similar to you, Mon, I, I see the Roosters settling into the game just that little bit quicker than Parramatta. But, yeah, definitely see it being a close one. Uh, but I've got the Roosters just in a close one. Again, I say it in most of these clashes, but whoever's leading at halftime will put themselves in a really good position. Um, Jordy, what about yourself? I think I've been umming and ahhing on this one because, like, I'm a Roosters girl at heart in NRL. And NRLW, I'm like, well, I should do. I'm actually <laughs> going to back Parra, though. Um I think they're going to come out with something to prove and I think that they'll really thrive off the underdog mentality that they're kind of running into the season with. And like you said, Gail Broughton. Um, oh, anytime try scorer. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> gamble responsibly. <laughs> so um, I'll back power in at this right. one. There we go. There we go. Tash, what about yourself? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Roosters. I just think um, – as I was saying before, they're going to come out running. They're not going to be allowed to have a, a slow start. They're going to learn from their last season. Um, and I just think even though the Eels are, are, I'm picking as my smoky, um, I just think they might be a little bit slower out of the gate because they've got a few new players just getting into the rhythm of things. Yeah, once you get into that uh, real live action, it's going to be pretty interesting. All right, excuse me. All right, team, well, let's move it over now to our next feature game. It is the greatest sporting franchise in the entire world. I say it, say it most weeks. The Newcastle Knights coming up against the Brisbane Broncos. Um, okay, for our listeners, uh, if you haven't had a chance to go and listen to episode 40 with Caitlin Johnson, go and do that. We spent a lot of time talking about the Newcastle Knights, so please go back and listen to that episode. Um, yeah, Caitlin, what, what an absolute superstar she is. So let's give a little bit of love and a little bit of attention to the Brisbane Broncos. Mon, 
isn't it all over? So, you know, the Broncos, they had their time. They had their dynasty. It was unbelievable. It'll go down in the history books. Um, what do we reckon? We just pack it all up and, and the Broncos are no chance. How are you feeling about this? Because it's a really interesting one. The Broncos are now kind of the underdogs. Do you buy it? You know, what, what's, what's your read on the Brisbane Broncos? Because they're coming into this competition in a really different and, and somewhat awkward space. Yeah, it is a very um, different light to see um, the Broncos coming into this this season because in every other season that we've come into, they've been the favourites of the comp. Um, And that's not the case. But we have learnt um, ourselves never to underestimate the Brisbane Broncos because every time we think that, oh, they surely can't win again, they will go ahead, defy the odds, and they win yet again. I think the Broncos, uh, they're still that um, amazing, they've they've built this amazing dynasty, this amazing history. It'll go down in the history books. Um, And I still think they're they're still a top runner of of the competition, despite, um, you know, their rough decline of the the late, in the late um, 2021 season. I'm very excited to see what the Broncos have to offer. Tash, there's going to be a lot of feeling in this one with Millie Boyle and Tamika Upton defecting uh, to the Newcastle Knights, especially Millie. You'd say now that that's the big question mark on the Broncos coming into this competition is what does that forward pack look like? And I guess my concern is just how much pressure there is on Chelsea Lenarduzzi. Um I feel like she's going to be able to handle it, but I'm also very interested to see who are the other players in towards the middle that are going to try and alleviate some of that pressure off Chelsea? Are there a couple of players that you kind of look... I'm thinking Amber Hall, possibly, Talisha Harden. I mean, you know, again, you know, I'm trying not to feel too sorry for the Broncos because there's still some talent there, but who are some of the other players that you think are going to help Chelsea in the middle there? Because um, it's a big loss losing Millie. Yeah, it sure is a big loss uh, losing Millie, but I think Chelsea will really lift... Um, so I'm expecting fireworks between um, it's this be first so good. game. It'll just be outstanding. Um, now they lost Lauren Brown in, in their number nine, but they've got they've picked up Nita Maynard. Mm. Like that's pretty damn good. Um, Talisha Harden, so much experience, you know, in at the back row. Amber Hall, I think, will just lift again. Lavinia Gould in the thirteen is where I'd, I'd probably put her, and she's got so much experience. But as far as that grunt up in the in the props, you know, to help Ch- Chelsea Landusi, I've got uh, Aneta Nuasala. Mm. I think she will really find form and really relish this opportunity. So, Jordy, I think the Broncos, they've somewhat been brought to the pack a little bit with that hit to their forward pack. But then, but then we have a look at some of these outside backs. Now, there's just this little signing, you know, just, you know, there's a pretty big fan on this panel, Natasha Gale. But, uh, mate, Jamie Chapman joins the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Jordy, talk to me a little bit about that because... Mate, you know, given the playmakers that are going to be feeding her some football, we, we could be seeing a very, very special season ahead from Jamie. Uh, my thoughts exactly. I think Chapo with the ball early and the ball in space, um, I think she's going to have an incredibly dangerous season. I think having her at fullbacks a nice sort of switch up and get her more involved more often, more touches on the ball, the better for Broncos, I think. I think she'll be instrumental in how they're, 
season plays out, really. Yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, the Broncos are going to have to play a little bit differently. And uh, I, I believe they've got the coaches there. And I've got the players to kind of to kind of make that make that shift as well, uh, Mon. And then you know, obviously, when you're trying to make assessments on these teams, how are they going to go? What is it going to going to What is it going to look like? You you immediately look to the spine, and that's where Broncos fans can take that big sigh of relief. Taron Aiken, Ali Brigginshaw. <laughs> I mean, you know, Mon. That puts that puts any football team in a really really good position. How are you feeling about Taron and Ali coming into this campaign? Because you know, there's a little bit of pressure if your forwards aren't going forward. You know, there's a little bit of pressure in around that group. What's your expectation for those two? Because, um, yeah, they're obviously going to be the big reason if uh, if the Broncos are able to do something in the comp. Yeah, um, we have we know uh, we've seen much of both Brigginshaw and Aiken in the last couple of seasons, and how big of superstars they really are. Um, I am so confident in the fact that, you know, um, if the Broncos are in trouble, those girls can lift. Those girls will be those clutch, get those clutch plays, be those clutch players and um, bring a home for the Broncos. Um, Ali Brigginshaw, she's, she's going to go down as, you know, well, in, my, in my mind, she's the GOAT. She's the greatest women's player of all time at this current moment. I think she's such a masterclass. Everything she does is so is so brilliant and so genius. And having Taryn Aiken there, who's still so young um, and so enthusiastic about how she plays, um, I I have no doubts or worries about the Broncos when I look at these two girls together in the halves. Yeah, Taryn Aiken, she's going to be the key thing for the Broncos. Look, and I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I, I saw a little bit of a decline in Ali. I thought. I, you know, I judge her at the highest level. I did see a little bit of a drop in her play, obviously not as quick as what she used to be and probably wasn't quite in the best form at state level as well. That terrifies me, though, because uh, Ali will know that and Ali will be ready to, uh, you know, hit this competition running. So I'm expecting a big comp from Ali. Um, you know, she, she's definitely going to be ripping in. Um, again, not a lot of time on the pod tonight to break down the Newcastle Knights which everyone on the panel has got a massive sigh of relief because I could just go on and on and on and talk about my beloved Newcastle Knights. But again, to our listeners, go and listen to episode 40. We just released it. Caitlin Johnston, we broke down the Newcastle Knights. We spoke way too much about them, which I absolutely love. So go in and talk about that because they'll be at home. This is going to be a big one. This is a new era for the Newcastle Knights, and it, it feels very, very good to be a Newcastle Knights fan. Um, you know, I've got the face painted here tonight. It's going to be pretty, pretty special. All right, team, no sitting on the fence when it comes to our predictions. The mighty Newcastle Knights coming up against the Brisbane Broncos. Where are we going here? Going to start with you, Geordie. I'm going Knights. And not because you'll kick me off the podcast if I say Broncos, but I truly do believe it. <laughs> Mon, uh, nice to get the job done here. I know you're going to, you know, obviously you, you, you bleed red and blue there, but um, how do they get this done? How do the Knights get this done? It's um, going to be, the as Caitlin Johnson said in the uh, previous episode, it's through the forwards. They need a lift. They need a rise in order for their um, spine and their outside backs to really shine. It's going to be an absolute battle in the middle. Millie Boyle up against her old team. It's going to be very exciting to watch. I will be there down in uh, McDonald Jones Stadium there uh, watching the game live, and I cannot wait to see 
Kate Johnston, Millie Boyle, Kyra Simon, um, Taylor Predabon, Hannah Southwell, all those forwards just rip in to the Broncos. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good day to defend the kingdom, that's for sure. Yeah, it feels good. I'll be there in the crowd as well cheering on. Um, I'm worried about this game. I actually think this is a – this is a massive. Um, this is a massive game for the Newcastle Knights, and I, I think this could be a little bit of a challenging one for the Knights. I, I just feel like round one, we're going to see a little bit of clunkiness. I don't think the Newcastle Knights spine are going to be silky from day one, from game one in that first half. I think there's going to be some uncomfortable moments. I think there's going to be some drop ball, and I think it's going to take Newcastle a little bit of time to get into the contest. Their forwards are going to roll. Their forwards are absolutely going to roll, which will be a really good situation for the Knights, but I'm expecting a few drop balls, and I'm expecting things to look a little bit ugly early. The challenge with that is I expect the opposite of the Brisbane Broncos. The Broncos are going to get into the contest early. They're going to be ready to grind. They are going to be looking silky from the first couple of minutes, so I actually actually think the Broncos are going to get out to a lead. And the question is, can the Newcastle Knights run down the Broncos in that second half when they start to figure things out? Look, this is going to be a very, very close one. I have to go the Newcastle Knights, but not 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 a lot of confidence. I, I think I think the Broncos are going to cause the Knights some, some challenges here, especially with those halves. Tash, um, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm going to go against you because I just think exactly what you're saying. The Broncos will... They'll score and they'll score early. We always talked about Upton, you know, running off Brigginshaw or Aiken or a Lenarduzzi offload. Well, my mate Chapo. Oh, my God. He, yeah. You know, like Scary. She's going to rip in. I think the Broncos are going to score um, a, a few tries, do it early, and then keep their pedal to the metal and their foot on the um, Knights' throat, and it's just whether or not Knights can play catch up enough in the second half. Yeah, it's going to be going to be very interesting to watch. And, and again, as I joke about most weeks, can we get Lenarduzzi offload sorted? If we can get her under five offloads, we should be in a good position. But there we go, two cracking matches. But uh, let's dive into our final segment for tonight: rapid fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, just a quick round the grounds on our last game to round out round uh, one of the NRLW, and it is the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons coming up against the Gold Coast Titans. Guys, it's 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 redemption time. It's the revenge tour for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Um you know, I, I think they did surprise the competition with just how much fire they had in the belly. Yeah, excuse the pun there. The Dragons get it. Fire. Yeah, we got it. Um, but, you know, you add a grand final loss to that, and this is going to be a football team that is uh, that is going to cause some problems in the competition, that's for sure. Look, let's just go a quick round the grounds on our general thoughts on the Dragons, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about their competitors um, in the Titans, and then we'll offer uh, some quick predictions. Look, for myself... You know, when it comes to the Dragons, again, I, I feel like this is this is a team that will be able to play, um, you know, pretty consistent footy from the start of the from the start of the competition, which is going to put them in a really good position. It's hard to pick favourites who I'm most excited to see. I love watching the Dragons play. Um, you know, Tonegado, uh, obviously Kezi Yaps and a, and a few of the others. Um, you know, Rat, she's obviously one of my favourite playmakers in the game there in uh, Rachel Pearson. But Elsie Albert, I just, you know, she's worth the price of admission. Anytime she's in a football team, I just love going and watching her play. She absolutely has no fear. And um, again, I, I think she's going to be a pretty important player for the Dragons, especially as they try and get their feet 
in the start of the competition. Uh, Geordie, just general vibes quickly on the Dragons. I'm liking um, how consistent their rosters stayed over the off-season. That's a coach's dream with how well they Mm. did do last year Um, and the couple of additions that they've got in the likes of like Andy Robinson is unreal. So I think think they'll be really good and I think they'll come out cleaner than most teams for round one. Tash, is this a team that you're feeling a little bit more comfortable with as well? Because to Geordie's point, pretty similar squad. They were outstanding last season. They've had, you know, they've had the preseason, they've had camps, they've been together, they're continuing to fine-tune, bringing in a few sort of younger players as well. How are you feeling about the Dragons? Yeah, I think the the Dragons are definitely going to be the the team to beat because, you know, they've re-signed 17 of their players, which is the most out of any of the um, franchises. So, yeah, they're fairly solid. They're fairly gelled well together. And, you know, of the new players that come in, uh, Jordy mentioned, you know, Andy Robinson, Killy Brown's not a new player, but she's outstanding. I think she'll get better and better. She's only very young. Uh, Shawnee Stowers has so much experience under her belt. She's there. So, you know, and I just, I absolutely love Kelly Davis in the nine. Uh, Kezi Apps, I adore, and Elsie Albert. But yeah, I'm happy with the Dragons. Yeah. I think that should go in confident. Yeah, you know, and you, you can expect consistency, you know, that that's going to be you know, the big thing with the Dragons. Mon, you know, you're, you're our big dummy half-hooker advocate. That's a position you love. How about having Keely Davis in your team and then Quincy Dodd? I mean, that is just absolute spoiling. I mean, they're spoiled, aren't they? Spoiled of riches when it, when, it, when it comes to that dummy half position. Talk to me a little bit about the Dragons. As a Dragons fan, I'm absolutely laughing and smiling when I get to see – Quincy Dodd and Keely Davis in that nine hooker role. Um, but another player that never fails to impress me is Holly Wheeler. What a workhorse. Um, you know, she finished off an amazing campaign, Harvey Norman season, the um, Harvey Norman New South Wales Premiership. She won player of the year for the Cronulla side. Um, I... I just love Holly. I love the way she plays. I think she's such a workhorse. Um, she does so much on the field so that the players around her can do what they do best so that, you know, Emma Tonegato can run that field and, and, and score that try so that the halves can just play off the back of her. And just it's the awesome. chat, the leadership. Um, all right, guys, we're Absolutely. R- running out of time tonight with so many games. Let's just quickly um, touch base. I, I want to know, Tell me your general vibes on the Titans, and then I want your prediction for this game. So mine, look, I've got to go the Dragons. Um, it's just very hard to tip against them at the moment. Look, the Titans, they're going to be, you know, I spoke about Parramatta being the X, X factor. That You know, the Titans are going to be a little bit of the forgotten team. They're going to be the team that no one, a lot of the general rugby league community fans are probably thinking can actually challenge and be a contender. But, you know, we're going to have to watch them very, very closely because individually they have some of the best players in the competition. Tasman Gray, terrifying. Lauren Brown, an unbelievable player. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, um, you know, Vania Paletta, you know, Paletti, she is going to be um, tearing things apart. And I know we've got a lot of love for Steph Hancock as well. So individually, the Titans, they have some of the best players in the competition. But can they play as a team? Can they bring that together like some of the other squads? That's what's going to be really interesting for the Titans. They don't have a lot of time to do it. Dragons for me. Geordie, uh, get a quick tip from you and thoughts on the Titans. Oh, 
Thoughts on the Titans? I really like their additions to the roster this year. And like you said, there's a lot of individual talent there that, you know, you, they can be a go-to for game breakers. Um, and I think like the likes of Georgia Hale and Britt um, there's, and Varney, there's some fantastic leaders in that group too. So they've got a really so- solid group driving that team. I am going to go with the Dragons as my prediction though. Yeah, mine, you, you love your Dragons. So that they'll, they'll get the job done here for you. Is that That's your thought. How, how do you think this one will go? Um, back in the dragons all the way, um, but I still think it's going to be a it's going to be a bit of a clunky game uh, for both sides. It I think I feel like the dragons will come out with a strong lead, but um, I'm not shying away from the titans at all because with um, both the Braley Nardi in the nine and the seven, um, Kimmy and Britta, um, it's a it's a deadly combination. The both of them there in the spine. Um, I'm I'm really fond of them. So yeah, although although I'm tipping the dragons, I still think it's going to be a close match. Tash, I mean, yeah, like what what's your, what's your read on the Titans? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they respectfully came last in the competition or won it and really surprised people. I mean, I didn't even mention Emily Curtin. I mean, that has got to be one of the best signings so far in the. I, I just feel like there's so much individual talent. I just need to see a few performances come together at the start of the competition to be a true believer. Um, the Dragons better be careful here, Tash, because the Titans, they 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 know it. They, they know they're the underdog. They're going to be coming in and trying to get that first uh, round upset. But, uh, yeah, what's your prediction on this one? Yeah, Dan, look, when you talk about the spine and you've got, you know, Politi, um, I've got Lauren Brown and Emily Curtin in, in at the halves and um, – then Brito in at your nine. You've got Steph Hancock to look up to. You've got Maddie Bartlett, meeting, you know, leading try scorer. So Tasman Gray, you know, such a forward. But, you know, the only doubt that you might have there is they might be a bit slow to start. So I know Karen Murphy, if there's a person on this planet that can get women working together and she's just got so much respect and that the players admire her so much, Tough gig, but she can get them working together. But I still think round one, two, tough. I'm going Dragons. All right, team, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. How good is it? The footy's back. NRLW is back. Cannot wait to rip in and watch all of these games. Uh, For the locals, get down, uh, watch the game. Make sure you're getting down to the stadiums and watching the games. Um, And uh, regardless of which team you support, buy the memberships, guys. Get in, support your clubs, get the jerseys. Let's get around this unbelievable competition. Uh, To our fans, to our listeners, uh, how can you continue to support us? It's simple. Download the podcast, share with family and friends thank you for choosing mojo sports and until next week we'll catch you then recording stopped